Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of Simply Talk, a show brought to you by Simply Creative. Today we're doing things a little different. We have our first live guest, but before we get to that, let me introduce my dear and familiar co-host Jeffrey Creighton. Just want to take time to say thank you for always being here and sharing this moment with us. Santi, tell the viewers who you are. Um, sure. Yeah. Hello, everybody. My name is Santiago Leunda. Um, I'm a filmmaker based out of Orlando. Um, I guess for the last two years, I've been working at a production company, but as a real, as a recent milestone in my career, I've decided to branch off and from that production company, still working some small gigs with them, but I went from working full-time with them to now going back to more freelancing. Um, so I'm focusing a lot more on doing stuff for my own brand. Um, I recently released that like brand as Lunar Films, um, and I've been just kind of just starting literally like two weeks ago was what like my last couple of days at the office because I was working full-time editing and then like shooting for them on the weekends and stuff. And then, so I recently left that position to go more full-time for myself and then um, pick up my own clients. Um, and like I said, just kind of do more contract work that I can say is actually my own rather than for somebody else. It's popping. Um, we won't have the days always set, but you know, when it is popping, when we have the day, we kind of spring up tent. It's like, yeah. all right shows on let's go hell yeah today's a special mm -hmm. day because not only like something he left out is that <laughs> in that whole journey we actually collided and he was part of the like the uh, founders of division indie films mm -hmm. some of you may not know what division indie films is uh back in 2017 we always go back to that year like we should make like the t-shirt 2017 <laughs> the year but um don't Once, say collided. You make it sound like a car yeah, accident. Yeah, this, this so, was, it wasn't a car. It was more of a friendly interview. Yeah, it, it felt like a car accident. Like you guys of, came together. Yeah, it was and created mm -hmm. a film company. <laughs> so, that's called Division Indie Films. To make go. it sound said more, it, yeah. you're, going, you're going to make it even weird. You make it sound, right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, to yeah. Make it, to make it sound more romantic. Yeah. 2017 was the year where we branched out to mm -hmm. different ventures, and part of that venture. Uh, Santi was, well, I was lucky enough to have Santi there to bring about Division Indie Films, uh, a film company that I started in hopes of just fundamentally it's the same thing as Simply Creative, a uh, platform to invite creative minds to realize their visions, mm -hmm. uh, but in a more cinematic spectrum. Yeah. Um, and I definitely, I definitely to add on to just that, that those years, it was like maybe two years that we were like trying a year to, and a half, year and a half, but those were really big growth years for me. Cause I went from a lot, basically not doing anything with anybody else, like outside of myself for like film and like, you know, cause I had done like little, like silly short films and things like that. Um, like with my friends or whatever in high school. Um, but then like when I left high school and like started trying to think of this as an actual career, and started reaching out to other creatives you know we met through through a whole nother company but then we kind of connected more and started our own thing obviously division and that was like for me one of the bases of like my me learning like what real filmmaking entails and like i remember and i tell a story all the time is like my first film um let's not fight uh, you know, I kind of wrote that script kind of quickly. And, and this was like shortly after we had met and we were just talking about like, we just need to shoot something. Like, let's just get something out there. Right. Um, and I sent you the script and like, you immediately were like, dude, we need to shoot this. Like, this is good. Like, 
let's just make it happen. I'll, I'll bring in like the camera, the, all the equipment. I didn't have anything. I had never directed like a crew or, or cast or whatever, in like a legit way. And you just kind of brought in all those resources. I supplied obviously like the script and I directed it, but you gave me my opportunity to actually like see and then feel what it's like to, to be the one, you know, the captain on, on, on a crew board or, you know, crew and, and direct a whole short film and, and it wasn't like the biggest thing in the world, but it, it really meant something to me that like you helped me out. And most of the time or at that point, everybody was working basically pro bono. You know, everyone was just doing it as a favor, trying to get in into the, that, that kind of film life and stuff. And that was huge for me just to see that kind of collaboration happening. And it inspired me to obviously continue working with you guys and, and doing future films, helping you guys out with it whenever I could. And then even further in my career is just helping out those people. I feel like that are in those positions where they might not have all the gear or all the crew, all the connections, but they have a good idea and they have the passion for it. And so you, you kind of find those people and you really want to help them out. And so, and like I was telling people on the podcast, like not too long ago, I think my, my, my contribution in this whole like creative spectrum is not necessarily to be the creator, but to be, to be the, um, the developer to help bring people together like jeffrey has Certain an idea connection yeah because jeffrey that same year also jeffrey came to me with uh with his film too mm -hmm. and it, it was very conversational and from one thing to the other we just decided to film it yeah. and and that's what i loved about it is that you know so many people can talk about doing these kind of things but it requires you know obviously a level of passion and everything but the real like you know real energy to to actually go out and be like let's just make it happen and actually putting those those things into motion of it to like actually happen and and to create something rather than just talking about creating stuff but but that's uh, i guess that's what separates a lot of people from from the ones that you know that the, the passionate dreamers that that want that lifestyle of like you know being a creative and, and doing the full-time stuff and then people that um you know, they, a lot of people dream about it, but then they just don't make it happen for themselves. And, you know, it, you got to put the energy and the work in, you know, sacrifice. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I wanted to touch on something you said, like, uh, mm -hmm. I think nowadays more people are, are going their own route of trying to like say, you know what, I'm going to take a chance on myself and start my mm -hmm. own business because, you know, part of that is like, you will be the driving force. Like if the world goes to shit or whatever at least you know you have control of your own destiny at the end mm -hmm. of the day and it's doing what you yeah. love doing at the same time i'm not sure if that was for you i don't know if you just had like an epiphany moment where you're at work and you're like you know what they can fire me tomorrow <laughs> for me it was and i'll be and i'll be out yeah. of shit yeah yeah no for me it was definitely a process of well when i first got the job you know it's i, I was always like a, a goal-oriented person like always had like you know, your short-term, medium-term, long-term goals. Mm -hmm. And so when I moved up to Orlando a couple of years back and I got that job, my goal then was just to, um, well, obviously financially be able to support myself, um, but also just keep creating and learning about, you know, commercial production companies and things like that, like commercial filmmaking, things like that, and then also wedding. And so then when this company hired me, they did weddings and commercial work less of the commercial work, but mostly weddings. And I felt like this would be a good way to learn about that specifically. More than that, I said, like, you know, I can't work with any um, other companies that do the work that they do. But it was like the language on it, you could tell like they had not really 
thought it out. They told you this or you read it? They, they just printed out forms and just put it on my desk. And so I came in on like a Monday morning and I started reading through it and I'm like, yeah, I have some questions because the boss, like the owner of the company that had done this, like he wasn't even there. He like called in. He's like, yeah, you have some questions. And I was like, yeah, I was just wondering what it meant by I can't work with anybody else in your field um, for, it was like, like, I think it was like a ridiculous amount of time. It was like two years after leaving that company, like termination. I was like, just that language. I just want to clarify, like, what does that mean exactly? And he's like, yeah, you can't work with any of our competitors, um, after you leave our company. From that point, it just falls under, like, from an internal perspective, it's like, I, I, like, it's happened to me. You feel betrayed. You feel kind of yeah. like used. You feel yeah. like, uh, you feel like a number, not a fucking Definitely. individual creative mind. Mm-hmm. So and that's what you right are, though. Mm-hmm. That's what you are when you're working yeah. for somebody yeah. else. Exactly. Just and so, number. and so, yeah, from that point, I was like, I see that the only real freedom in our fields, like in any kind of creative field, really is, is, is building up your own brand and being able to work for yourself, um, you know, to give you more liberty to just choose who you're going to work for or, or with. Um, you know, I think that so. could be a good theme for the podcast. Just in the back of my head, I've been thinking, what are we going to like? around this podcast around but mm-hmm. we can we're basically surrounding the concept of working for yourself working for self-growth and what you mm-hmm. want to do and not letting other people detain that that journey that you're trying to embark on i mean yeah. you, you took the job i'm guessing to as a chapter in your life to learn from and to mm-hmm. ex- that experience but what's the point of going through that if they're gonna confiscate that chapter in your life for like like uh intellectual property reasons or yeah it's like Uh, it feels wasteful at the end of the day almost i mean obviously all the experience and the financial freedom that i had during the time i was working there was you know that itself was was probably worth it um but yeah when i stopped learning and stopped pushing myself like challenging myself creatively i felt like there wasn't a win anymore it was yeah i and especially because we hadn't had that conversation up until a year and a half of me working there. It was like, so you're telling me that what all the stuff and all the stuff, like everything I've created for the last year and a half, like I basically didn't do is, is what you're telling me because I can't share. I can't, I can't post. I can't do anything with that stuff because it's all under your name. And, and they were like, yeah, pretty much. And I was like, wow. Okay, cool. All right. That, that settles it for me. Like I, I definitely can't stay here. And that was um, an opportunity though. Like that, yeah. That, that realization or that um yeah that realization was an opportunity to like mm-hmm. say you know what this this moment in my life is that's the end of it it's time, yeah. it's time to invest in and, myself and i don't want to tell other people that like if you're in a position because where the position i was in you know when i started the job it made a lot of sense to still take the job and if i had to go back i'd probably take it again um i would just have a better mindset and plan on like as to exactly how long I would have stayed there and, and like how much work I would have done with them. But, but no, I still, I can't, I can't say that, you know, it was all a waste of time because it, it, it prepared me. It, it, it readied me for this moment. And it obviously gave me a little bit of that freedom financially to, to make that leap into now working almost full-time um, for myself rather than for somebody else. Um, cause, cause you know, you need to have some kind of income, you need to pay the bills and if you don't have some savings or, or some kind of side hustle that, that pays really well, then, then it's really hard to find that time. Um, 
So I was going to ask you that too, because you, you mm -hmm. know, you, you mentioned it a couple of times about, you know, it giving you the financial freedom, but mm -hmm. it lacked that challenge for you. Mm -hmm. If, if, if it did offer that challenge, do you think you would have stayed longer? If, yeah. So yeah, yeah. I think, I think in certain scenarios, I could have seen myself staying with them for a longer time. Mm -hmm. If I'd seen yeah. that they were pushing least like the kind of commercial work or like the, the more visually interesting work that, that gave me options to like DP certain work or, or whatever. Um, that maybe with a little bit of more compensation financially, I think would have definitely sealed the deal uh, for okay. me to stay there. But again, it was it was a whole combination of factors. I felt like the the owner there and I just never saw quite eye to eye creatively. Um, he was an older an older guy that um, had basically built up an entire business around weddings, and so when I joined their team, I was one of the few people that actually knew like a little bit more about like production like you know and setting up like pre-production post-production like putting an actual production around a commercial rather than just you know he was used to basically going shooting almost like event style stuff and then just making a highlight you know um that's as far as like his commercial work went and then when i came in i you know i i tried pitching ideas and me and the another previous employee that had worked there had a little more experience in that too and so we kind of teamed up he ended up directing most of the stuff and i was kind of shooting it but together we we were able to put together like more, I don't know, how to, uh, like creative, creative, creatively shot and more better told narratives around like better conversations work. and better. better like yeah. And just taking more time. Like I said, like we had, we, until I worked with them, they didn't have any like cinema cameras. They were shooting most of their weddings on like DSLR and um, like these like camcorder stuff. Um, and then when I joined their team, I kind of convinced them to, to get a cinema camera because it would elevate the quality of at least the commercial stuff. What is new lunar films? You know, like, I, I know you mm -hmm. said you built most of the reputation of being in Orlando around doing wedding commercials and mm -hmm. things like that, but what is it that you want to do now with your so, production? So, right. Um, lunar films now that it's like, is basically like my filmmaking brand or whatever. Um, you know, it's, it's my it's my basically hub or my, my place where now I can basically put all the work that I'm actually doing now, like updated, not, not from years ago or whatever. Um, and, and I'm trying to focus mostly on commercial and documentary stuff. Okay. Um, but of course, as, as I do still need to pay the bills and stuff, I, I am going to be open to taking weddings. I'm open to, um, doing like events or whatever. Um, anything that that kind of just keeps me busy for a little bit until I get to the clients that I really that I really am trying to shoot for but okay. in the meantime I am putting a lot of my own energy um and just putting in time and effort into shooting and creating content similar or basically like spec work for the kind of stuff that I actually want to do which would be more commercial you know it's kind of like what we were talking about off screen that um um there's nothing wrong with like throwing all sorts of shit against the wall and seeing what sticks because you're trying to in the like let's speak in the world of simply creative simply creative start as an idea we can't expect that the idea is gonna maintain what you originally like conceived because it has to unravel itself so you're saying that you want it to be documentary and commercial but you're willing to do this and that and that yeah and some people might start talking and saying that oh but you need to find a more of a niche you need to like concentrate mm -hmm. to what you really want to do but 
and even these are conversations me and Jeffrey also had about the podcast like we're in such an early state of like the development process that right now is when you have the opportunity to really figure out what is lunar films like what do you want to focus on what am I gonna you want to do some food content just because it brings in some money sure uh but then down the line you see that that's not really what you want to like promote it uh promote yourself mm -hmm. in um I think the biggest advice that at least I've given myself in this journey is you gotta just go with your feeling if you feel mm -hmm. like you want to like try all these things and see what clicks at least you're trying at least yeah. you're trying to figure it out at least you're taking it out at least you're taking it outside the conversation mode and into the the execution you're, yeah. you're getting shit done right and but he does and, know what he wants to do though as far as his yeah, niche be right he knows so, that part. and so knowing that part and but also being open to taking these jobs the other jobs wouldn't necessarily fit under lunar films at that point those would be more of just there's going to come a point that you have to like filter it out like mm -hmm. all right i well, have enough income or enough mm -hmm. um enough uh clientele mm -hmm. to to sustain it into this world you'd be like of, we don't yeah. offer that here you gotta go somewhere else <laughs> yeah bro go to simply creative yeah <laughs> like a pizza um, joint you go to a pizza yeah. joint they and you want a burger we don't do that here bro <laughs> yeah. exactly like, yeah so price. but but yeah i want to set up lunar films to be the brand that is that kind of niche into commercial and that kind of work. Um, so instead of posting my wedding work or, you know, those kind of smaller gigs that I might do in between on lunar films, I would post those just on my regular personal account or somewhere else where, you know, if, you know, people can see that I do these things, but my focus and my, my brand is commercial. Documentaries have like really taken off in most yeah. years. Yeah, what yeah. made you decide that like, is what you want to be known for mm -hmm. Has that always been something for you um yeah i think you know just there's there's definitely something enticing about being able to tell a story that's kind of already there but but you need to tell it in the right order in the right way the right moments hitting uh you know certain emotions and like so there's a, a craft to building the the actual like the edit and like the whole storytelling aspect of it even though the story, you know, in its raw form is all kind of laid out for you. You know, somebody there's, there's a, you know, for example, like the, there's an athlete or somebody that's going to compete. They went through an injury, you know, it's all, it's all like kind of laid out for, for what's happening in real life. It's all based in the real world. But then as the artist, as the creative person, you have to come in, you know, obviously do the research, do the homework, do the, all the production, and then try to figure out how to piece it together to tell the most, you know, emotionally driven you know most impactful version of that story that connects the best with the audience so um there's definitely something in that that i really enjoy rather than you know uh you know going back to either commercial work or whatever it's more you know it, you, you have a lot more freedom with going outside of like being based in the real world um but but yeah that specifically kind of enticed me to to really get into you know uh, uh, documentaries you said that it won't fall under the same umbrella, but I'm kind of curious to ask, um, do you think that your whole experience with the wedding videography kind of like will complement the narrative in um, documentary space? Yeah, in documentary. Because at the end of the day, you're technically doing the same in a wedding. You're, mm -hmm. you're, you're deciding what to capture. Mm -hmm. And with all that, let's call it like B-roll and all that footage that you capture, you have to go into the editing bay and figure out 
what is the story that I can tell with this yeah. like actual moment in time that I was able to capture? Because you're just capturing life mm-hmm. to an extent. You're not you're not writing it. You're not. It's not something that you create in your mind. You're telling someone else a story. Yeah. So do you think that kind of plays in hand? You or? know, now that you now that you kind of point that out, you're absolutely right. I think having learned the and like foundational and almost like that's the, a whole beast on itself what wedding videography mm-hmm. it's if you don't if you don't capture you missed it there's no retakes right right and so yes there's obviously the part of like being able to actually shoot the weddings and, and that's very important you got to know how how to do it and like what moments you cannot miss and things like that um and then when to take risks to get those like nicer you know more cinematic shots and things like that um but uh, yeah, I think to go back to your point about like making that connection between weddings and documentary filmmaking, I think you're absolutely right. I think those do kind of go hand in hand. The only difference is that with weddings, without sounding like too, like, uh, you know, just not, say it, not, to, not, not to crack on weddings. I love weddings and everything. Um, and I they're can, boring. And I can, they're, they just, they're the same story being told. It's two people yeah. that are in love obviously they have their own specific things that that they'll make them unique in that in that manner but at the end of the day it's it's one usually one day i do indian weddings as well which are multiple days but it, you can also just do one day weddings which are mostly you know american weddings things like that um and it's the same story you know people getting ready you know then you, you go into like the ceremony you do the reception you have some nice voiceover from the reception from people speaking that you have to cut out and basically decide which parts to tell where you know, so you lay over the voiceover. It kind of becomes repetitive. After it, a while. it becomes repetitive because there's such a formula to a love story in that in that in that specific sense. But but to make that jump to to documentary, I guess it was was just natural. Um, I also had one opportunity with this production company to do uh, kind of a short documentary on um, a young race car driver. Um, so that was that was something that the production company that was like one of those projects that I felt really. Um, connected with and like wanted to just give it everything I had so I did a lot of pre-production on that and I knew that the actual production company was not getting paid for this and he was obviously paying me to work for him so um, I felt like we had to like really make it the most like make the most out of it because obviously we want to use that as a base to sell documentary services for the company. But you haven't mentioned something though even though you mentioned your love for documentaries, so I'm yeah. curious when it comes yeah. to this. Mm-hmm. You haven't mentioned films in general. <laughs> so uh-huh. do you prefer, I can, well, obviously it's obvious, but mm-hmm. what, what makes you prefer that? Because I already can, you, I can see you prefer docus over anything, but what mm-hmm. makes you prefer documentaries over film versus, I know you gave me the spill on with weddings, but what makes mm-hmm. you prefer that over, over film? Film, uh, you're saying like specifically narrative now, right? Yeah, narrative film. Um, so I guess this also kind of goes back to our division days. Um, not that it was a bad experience to, to like kind of take away, but specifically we had the Newman residence, right? That was, I don't know if you were ever really involved in that at all. Um, but no. Basically to recap for the audience, um, this was a film that- uh, Without getting another, too much into detail. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, let's, I'm going to leave all the names out and stuff. Um, but basically, a director brought us a script. We, mm. as Division Indie Films, kind of liked the, the general idea, but knew it needed, you know, a to team to kind of polish it. Yeah, whatever. So, okay. so, we, so we built, we, we put some resources into it. We put 
a good amount of energy into good amount of money, good amount of physical, like our own money. And then also we even did like a crowd source, like crowdfunding campaign and stuff. So this was supposed to be like a really big project for us. And at the end of the day, it just, it kind of fell apart. Um, mm. I won't go into the reasons why, but basically right. I, I definitely put in a good amount of my own investment. I know Andres did too. Um, and I kind of got burned on it because at the end of the day, we didn't end up, we, we didn't have a film, you know, we had nothing to show for something that we had been touting and like basically asking everybody to donate and like, you know, putting, putting really like everything on the line for this one. Damn, I think, I think that was the, the first brick stone that kind of like started to like make a dent in the foundation. And from there on, it's just kind of like, like I said in the part in earlier podcasts, uh, division's not dead. It's just like hibernating, <laughs> but that was one of the first seasonal factors that yeah. kind of put the, put the bear at bay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was the experience for me. I think that was a, a kind of like that, like reality check, like, oh, this is real life. Like when you start bringing in, you know, we had, I think maybe like a crew of like 15 or 20 people and a lot of them working for free but some of them weren't and then but you're still like when you realize the amount of responsibility that goes behind doing kind of films like that and trying to trying to produce bigger things right um that aren't financially like feasible like in a long like to like hold down the long term or you don't have like the the initial like financial backing or just like i i just i left i left that with the realization that like, I can't sustainably keep doing short films, um, or at least not at that point in my life. Um, I said like, maybe if I become successful later on and like, um, you know, somehow make it to the point where like I can invest in my own films and just like fully fund them. Like I'd, I'd totally be down for like those kind of creative projects. Okay. Um, and I still go back to that, you know, every once in a while recently, without getting too much into that, um, I broke my arm and I wanted to do like a little short film on that. And yeah, I had like two people come over and just help me shoot it. It was all like, obviously kind of like almost like a self-portrait type film. Okay. Still following a little bit of that like documentary feel because it is telling the story of me actually breaking my arm. Um, but I just like, you know, made it a little more narrative and kind of followed it along with the, with the voiceover. Um, but, but yeah, that, that I guess was the moment I was like, I can't do short films. Mm, okay, yeah. I got you. It's just on the back burner until you feel like it's... Yeah, yeah I guess yeah maybe okay you don't know know yet okay i don't don't think it's about like preference it's more about a a term of sustainability Mm -hmm. um but you know people can have a a production and put millions into it and still fall apart yeah yeah you know totally and and you know it's it's i guess it was just the fact that i never realized it's not safe it wasn't yeah it wasn't i was, was like I was, you know, I was very young, but I, I, I yeah. knew that I had to start making money somehow. Okay. And I was working at the time, Papa John's, you know, I was delivering pizza and. Oh shit. Yeah. Hell no. And so I was like, I know I, I obviously don't want to keep doing this. So it's like, do I get like a real, like a real job and then like use that as a way to pay for my films or do I figure out how to actually make money making films, keep refining the craft and keep working on things, even though it's not maybe as pure as like the full on, like you write your own script, you decide every shot. Cause I love that process too. Um, you know, it's a little bit of sacrifice that, that went into like uh, making that choice for sure. But, you know, I mean, to I'm clear, not, I'm not upset with where, where it brought me. So to clear things up, cause the question that Jeffrey asked was a very valid question. And 
it's to clear things up. I wouldn't say that you prefer them, mm-hmm. but you just um, you have to make the decision uh, to to for the long term uh, fulfillment of your own yeah. needs. So yeah, um, this is this but is it's, the, the... it's not that you don't like making movies. It's yeah. just you yeah. have to kind of put it on the side of anything. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Like if someone told you I'm gonna pay you money, this amount of money, just to mm-hmm. make short films, you'd be like happily. Oh yeah, yeah for sure. But you just have to stay mm-hmm. to the side. Um, like uh, you have to take the detour to make sure that you can build up your experience, build mm-hmm. up your financial part, and like I like I told you off screen, and like I tell everyone when this conversation comes up, um, don't ever try to regret anything because everything comes in due time. Like yeah. even even the things that you never anticipated doing, they kind of contribute to something of what you're doing today, mm-hmm. and like you're on the right path. I mean, look. Would you have thought 2021 you would have left your job and started your company? Uh, no. <laughs> I mean, I, I obviously planned it starting last year, so maybe a little bit. But, but the way it but, rolled out. But two years ago, or, or definitely not when we were in division, I, I didn't think that my journey would have taken me to what, you know, through all of the things that it has taken me through. And I'm very, I'm, and I say this all the time, I'm super grateful for, you know, everything that this career has given me and like, and all the all the moments good or bad you know i'll take it all um because because yeah it's brought me to amazing places i've met really cool people i've been able to tell some cool stories and i'm just i'm happy to be here you know it's like you got to just accept it and, and and love it yeah but you knew on some level that you you, you had realizations at you know mm-hmm. you know because a lot of people you don't have to tell your age but i i you were like the youngest person on set but you knew mm-hmm. right away even even doing the shorts with Andres, you're like, okay, like, no, this isn't the way to do it. It's not going to work this way for me. So I got to figure something out. When you are young and, you know, people see, like, see something in you, you know, like, even though obviously I look back at that work now and I'm like, that's total shit. Um, but, but a lot of people were very encouraging. And at first, you know, you, you just kind of sum that up to, oh, people are being nice. You know, people just, um, you know, they're just giving you compliments because, you know, you're their friend, especially if you show yeah. like your family members, whatever, it's not real criticism. It's just like, oh yeah, sweetie, you know, that's great. Okay, yeah, great, good job, whatever. Um, mm-hmm. But then when you start showing people in the industry and people that you haven't met, and then, you know, they start saying like, like, hey, seriously, like you have something going here, like just don't quit. That definitely fuels you. And that gives you a lot of encouragement and a lot of, you know, a lot of that like motivation to just push harder and and actually make it work because because yeah it's like not i know not everybody at that age is is doing stuff like that and so um nope. you know and that's and, I, and I, I hate talking about like that kind of side of it because i don't want to tie it up to like you know i just got lucky by starting so young or whatever but it that's not true it's, it's definitely yeah. not true because you i didn't know what the hell i wanted to do at that age Oh, that's what I'm saying. When I was and, out of high school, yeah. I was just like, oh, let me go party or hang out yeah. or chase tails. You know, I mean, they don't say that now. I'm in a different <laughs> generation, but it's all you good. Used, you used to party? Yeah, I, I used to party, Andreas. I mean, I, now I that I'm a simple man, <laughs> I'm a simple man. I, I Yeah, simple man. that's Damn. that's a lifelong time ago. Long ago, mm-hmm. man, before any one of you guys knew me. So I kind of wish to have seen that version. <laughs> would have been fun. Could have well, we written a movie we about have it. Have him over. And, yeah, you probably could have. 
You'll, you'll pull that man out, <laughs> out from the shadows. Did you go by Jeffrey or Jeff or Jeffo? I went by, I, I just went by my name. Didn't, didn't change anything. <laughs> just, it was a different time, man. Yeah. Early 2000s time. was a good time. Mm. Yeah. So. But, but no, yeah. And I, but like, I, but even though like being real, like, yeah, no, I, I did know from an earlier age that I, I wanted to do this, or at least I wanted to try to do it at the very yeah. least. And, you know, a lot of people just don't know what they want to do until mid twenties, mid thirties. And I know that that was definitely something that played in my favor. So, yeah. Look, and I'm, I'm not so- trying to shit on people that's that age either. Hey, no. some people take a long time to figure it out. A lot of men don't yeah. hit their stride until they're like forties. You know what and, I mean? But and at that point, you have so much other life experiences that you know it's yeah. not it's not like just because you're younger and starting younger is like guaranteeing it. It's it's yeah. you, know, you got to take everything as it comes and just work on it. Look, absolutely. I'm a, I'm gonna tell you what I've learned through my own experience. No matter what color you painted, no matter what decision you decide to take, whatever you're meant to do, you're gonna find yourself back in it. You know how many times I steered away from film? You know how many times I steered away from culinary? You know how many times I've steered away from the things that I want to pursue, but life gets in the way and I decide to like get in the status quo of it? Eventually, you always break out and go back to where you need to. So, shit, I've been... meet again. Yeah, That's I've, what been, it is. I've been trying to do film since high school. And yeah. it's always like something pulling me away because I need to go back into reality. But... You just got to like, eventually you got to catch up and figure out that, hey, this is life telling me that I need to focus. And Mm. it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be easy, but it's going to be yours. It's going to be your decision, your road and your career that you're paving, not someone else's. So the fact that you took the decision, whether you decide to go back to a nine to five job, Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, you took the decision. You took, you were, you were cleared mentally to say i need to invest in myself right now and see what i can gain from this experience so i can implement it whether it be on the next job or in the next chapter of my personal life so like you have my support you know like i love you bro like seriously (laughs) like you're you jeffrey dylan (laughs) like you guys are like family to me so whatever you guys ever need on my end i'm a do whatever I can to support you guys, whether it be through conversation or through execution. But let me tell you something, you got the skills to like make shit happen. So to pay the bills. Oh, yeah. that's why. <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you want to that's part of it. Yeah. That's yeah. Yeah. the plus. <laughs> to pay the bills. Yeah. <laughs> what is something that you would either tell yourself beforehand or someone that's trying to make these decisions but doesn't know what's on the other side? What would you tell them to give them a little like piece of reassurance? It's like someone like starting off or someone that says I'm done with the nine to five. Someone Mm -hmm. that says that I have this crazy idea that might be too crazy to like execute, but I just feel so much passion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, You know, it's obviously a whole range of things I could tell, but I guess like a big one is just if, if you're, if you're really passionate, if you really want to, go into something that maybe you just started doing as a hobby or, or as a passion, but are trying to figure out how to make it work. Like make sure that you have like work, work on yourself to make sure that you build um, habits and like discipline in your, in your own life. Like even if it's in your regular job or at, like, life at home or whatever it is, uh, build habits that, that will, that will just 
in turn become a form of just, I don't, I don't want to just say discipline, but um, basically teach yourself that hard work pays off. Um, and it doesn't, you know, nothing ever comes easy. Like you just said, it, it all, all of my, you know, wins have been because I've put a lot of work into them and, and, you know, yes, sometimes you get lucky, but you only get lucky when you're, when you you hit a certain moment, when you're ready to accept certain opportunities, it's not just, you know, you sit around for a while, hoping that something happens, you have to really make it happen. And so just the discipline of, of, of really wanting it and just putting in the work behind it, you know, and just reaching out to a bunch of people, finding people that have done it, you know, that, that are in places where you want to eventually get to and learning from them. That's, that's pretty much like where I learned the most. Andres here was one of my first mentors as far as like cinematography and things like that. Like I learned a ton from him and, and then I just, you know, yeah, you just keep developing skills from learning from other people that just know more uh, than you do. And you got to just always be learning. What people need always to, be learning, always do that. Always be learning, and what people need to also get in their heads is that there's gonna be more failures than successes. Mm -hmm. But you, the only way you're gonna succeed in something is by starting it, by getting your hands dirty, putting in the work, messing up a lot until you realize mm -hmm. what the, until you realize the system you're trying to lay in like lay it on the table and, like and accepting that you know if you're listening to something like this or, or if you're like watching the videos that say like how to you know how to make money making films or, or whatever it is right um there's no shortcuts to the hard work it was honestly a pleasure man getting to catch up with you i'm you happy too. to hear that you started yeah. your own company thank you congratulations on a wedding brother i do have a question <laughs> it's my question i strong armed it from andreas it's no longer his <laughs> But we always end the show with yeah. one final question. Okay. What is creativity to you? That's a, that's a handful. Yeah. Um, I'll try to answer it kind of What is creativity briefly. for you? Don't try to think too much outside the box. So what do you, what? Yeah, I want to know okay. what it is for Santi. Yeah, yeah. Okay. For, for San, Santiago, uh, creativity is nothing else but then to just have a canvas doesn't matter the medium it doesn't have to be literal or anything but just a blank canvas putting in some put put putting something on that canvas and creating creating something that wasn't there before and then mm. that's it that's literally just just the the fact that you created something from something that wasn't previously there and mm. and all the emotions and all the trials and everything that goes into that piece is is obviously like your your creative expression of that so definitely you see it in your mind and you put it down yeah for the world to yeah. see. i like that creativity doesn't have to be easy that's the beauty of it sometimes it's the most difficult thing that we have to kind of like realize and sometimes it's just instinctual but the fact mm -hmm. that we're putting it on that canvas and telling the story of that given time of our life that is something that no one can replicate they can mm -hmm. draw the same thing as you did but they're gonna have little touches that you probably put or they put it's personal creativity is personal yeah it doesn't have to always be easy you're right you're absolutely right but like a homie of mine used to say when it is it's a beautiful thing yeah. it's a beautiful thing hey All man right. it was great talking with you man you too jeffrey no but it was this was a very special podcast it was the first time we have a in-person guest in one of our ends um it's a 
It's one of the founding fathers of Division <laughs> Indie Films. Um, and no, yeah, I, I hope you guys took something away from this. There's not necessarily a theme, but it's more of a story. There is a theme. Always be willing to challenge yourself. And when challenging yourself is not yes. there, go find it. Actually, that's beautiful. Thank you, Jeffrey. But yeah, thank you guys for watching. I hope you guys enjoyed this segment of Simply Talk where we shared our story with you guys. And never, never hold yourself back. The story you tell is up to you. So with that, stay creative. And thank you guys for watching.